0: Welcome to Business Magic with Maggie Gila, making your business feel and work like magic for you and those you want to impact. Turns out, you don't need a wand, you need a strategy. Welcome to the mini series inside the Business Magic podcast, Money Talk, where I invite a successful entrepreneur to have a casual conversation together about all things money. Why? Because we need to normalize talking about money, from revenue to profit to paying yourself to making smarter and bigger financial decisions. We need to have and to listen to these conversations. So let's dive right in. So I'm super excited to be here today with my friend Selena Johnson, who is a kick-ass online business manager, launch manager, and all those things that I am not. (laughs) Um, And our goal of this conversation today is to talk about the value of your time and delegating Selena, do you want to kick us off and introduce yourself? Hi, hi
1: everyone. So my name is Selina Johnson. I'm an online business manager. So for the last 16 years, I have been supporting business owners to elevate them so they can work on areas of their business that they love to do, but also to give them that return so, so that they can grow their business much faster and get to their goals and ambitions in their life as well. So I run an agency, Selena & Co., and I have a team with me as well that make this happen. And my mission is to help as many entrepreneurs as I can to free their
0: time. Yes, I love that. So what have you found that for yourself and your business or for your clients? Like, What do people want to do with this extra time that they have?
1: it's quite mixed actually. So you'll have some that say they want to have more of a work life balance. So they want more me time, more family time. And there's others that just really, they know they've got something good in their business. They're good at what they have, but they just need that extra um, free time to grow it further.
0: So more time in sales and marketing. Okay. That's, that's quite interesting because what I've been seeing a lot is I feel like in the earlier phases of being an entrepreneur, let me know, like, if you've seen this as well, it's, it feels very aspirational. People go, oh, I want to make more money and have more time so I can drink, you know, cocktails on a beach. But when you're actually in it, like, I mean, I, I kind of want to drink cocktails on the beach, but to be honest, I would get bored after like half an I would really get bored after half an hour.
1: Absolutely. So I think it gets to a point where you get excited. You have your business. This is your baby. You're growing it. You have these goals. You say, okay, I want to hit five 5K, 5k a month. You hit the 5k. You're like, okay, what's next? Then you're saying, okay, I want to get to 10K and it just goes up and up. So sometimes these goals,
0: we meet them, but then what's next? What's happening after that? That's, I think, really difficult. Like I am definitely leaning towards being a perfectionist. I am super ambitious. Um, Quite often, you know, not even for my own good because I've had a burnout. It's something I struggle with, like overworking is something is, (laughs) yeah, an ongoing challenge for me of like finding that balance. So how do you see um, sorry for the dogs barking outside. Hope you can't hear that. Um, how do you kind of balance that even for yourself or working with your clients that ambition, I want to grow and do more and like hit that next goal and do that other thing versus I actually need time and space in my schedule for myself, my family, my friends.
1: It's really, really hard. And I don't think anyone has perfected that. I think you can get close to it, but it's really hard to, to uh, achieve. Um, Because there's so many things in our life going on. um, We just need to prioritise it and make sure that we're listening to our body and our health as well to know when it's time to stop. So stick to what you said you're going to do. So if you said, okay, I'm going to have Fridays off, try and stick to that and have those non-negotiables in your diary. So it's all about shedding it out in advance and knowing what's happening in your diary and having that me time in there. So for me, it might be having a facial once a month, at least I know that for that hour, no one's bothering me, phone is off, I can relax. Meditation is another one I love to do. And currently with COVID-19, I've been uh, walking all the time, like uh, going out with the kids, going for a walk, getting some fresh air. Um, but it is really difficult to ma- manage um, that balance. But I would say my number one tip is to, on a Sunday, is to look at an overview of what's happening for that week. And then trying to make sure you you get your priorities, priorities in with your business, but also family time or your own personal time as well. Yeah,
0: that's such a great point. And actually um, my goal is Fridays off. Um, mm-hmm. And I, but I and I realized maybe three months ago that I don't do that. That I always see Fridays as like, oh, that's extra bonus time. So, oh yeah, we can schedule that call on a Friday. No worries. I can do that. But I realized like I really need that time to recharge, even if it's still work I have to do. Um, and I love the tip of the facials. Like I used to always think, cause I heard that advice before and I was like, Oh my God, that's so self-indulgent and frivolous and like, you know, rich stay at home housewife kind of thing. But then I started doing it myself. <laughs> and there's something about, and it's like, you know, obviously it's, it's financially related that you can afford it. But at a certain point, if you're making five, 10 K a month in your business, like you really should be able to afford a 50 Euro, $50 facial, right? It's like, I listen, I know you can pay $500 for that course and you can't pay 50 bucks for a facial or for a massage or for taking yourself out for a nice lunch, right?
1: Absolutely. It's about valuing your time and knowing what you should be working on and what you shouldn't. And it's also touching on what you said. It's saying no. So if you know you're having Fridays off and someone says to you, "Have can I have a call? Unless it's, a, you know, you're going to be making a significant amount of money on that call. It's okay sometimes to say no and put yourself first and say, can we schedule it for next week?
0: But you know what's really helped me with that? Mm -hmm. It's external accountability. And it's been having my assistant start scheduling my stuff for me. So she's the one who says no, Mm -hmm. not me. Yes. Because I'm a total pushover. I'll be like, sure, I'll stay up till whenever. And then, you know, I get tired, I get headaches, and I'm not like my best self or um, whatever happens with that. And now having someone else kind of take that almost – because I feel bad. (laughs) Um, So speaking of delegation – Mm-hmm. having someone else do the stuff that you find hard when you're setting boundaries, I found that's been a game changer for me.
1: Absolutely. It's really useful to have someone on your team because when you start out, it's you on your own. You're doing everything in your business, um, which is great to, to, to do at the start. And I, 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 I say this to everyone to do everything in your business first because you need to have a full 360 of how your business operates but then there comes a certain point where you just need the extra help to elevate your business, to take it to the next level. So it's good you've got that support there and you've identified areas in your business that you can give to someone else so it frees your time because otherwise what happens is things just slip through the net, um, things get forgotten naturally, we're working longer hours, we're neglecting certain areas of our business, um, we just drop the bar completely and it's so important to have that help there, even if it's just ad hoc tasks. That someone's helping you with it makes such a difference.
0: It's huge. And the thing is, like, I don't think you have to making like a crazy amount of money to be able to start hiring help. Yeah. Um, I also think it doesn't have to be that expensive. Like, my first VA was for eight dollars an hour from the Philippines, mm-hmm. uh, and she was fantastic. She was a, a referral from a friend. Um, I think her st- actually when she started out with me, she um, she was charging six dollars an hour. Um, and just for context, the average. Um, hourly rate if she was an admin assistant in an office in the philippines would be two us dollars an hour and with me she was getting six and then eight then then 10 Um, or like go on fiverr honestly i feel fiverr has such a gotten such a bad rap but if you're like starting out and you can't afford let's say an obm or someone on retainer which i completely understand like i've been there but looking at okay, I actually need help with like this one specific task, then literally go on Fiverr, go find someone ad hoc for that task and at least get that off your plate, right? So Selena, I want to ask you, uh, if we're talking about delegation and hiring people, so let's say I'm, I've started out, you know, I'm a year in, two years in, things are going pretty okay, making 3K a month, 5K a month, you know, yeah, I had my, you know, 6, 6K a month, that was the biggest one, month so far. What would you recommend? Like, what are my next steps in your opinion to figure out how can I start freeing up some time?
1: So it comes to a point where you just, it's identifying your offerings in your business. Um, And this is, we hear this all the time, going from one to one to one to many, um, up leveling your business to those areas where it doesn't need you so much in it and pulling yourself away from that. That makes a significant difference. So you've got evergreen recurring revenue coming in your business. Um, But also looking at areas that you doesn't need you in it. So there may be elements in your business where you've had one to one clients. And you've been onboarding them yourself. You've been sending them the contracts. You've been making sure they've made the payments. You've been adding them to your Facebook group. Welcome, sending them a welcome note. Sending them a gift. All that stuff. Once you've got that process in place and you've done it a few times, you you're happy with it. Give it to someone else to do for you, so that that time maybe it takes you three hours per client to onboard them and offboard them. That if you're onboarding maybe five clients in a month. Those extra, you know, that's 15 hours could be spent somewhere else in your business where you're doing sales and marketing to get the next set of people in later on down the line. Or you're looking at joint ventures, affiliates, um, anything that can bring in further revenue later on down the line. It just frees your mind um, of that worry that, you know, someone else is taking care of it for
0: you. This is such a fantastic example. I just want to dig into this deeper because you said client onboarding. So, right, like someone books me, even if part of your process is automated, or you're using Depsado, so you have sequences set up. There's usually still some things you're doing manually, creating the project, sending the welcome gift. You know I, have, I, you know, I have to search my email, find their email address, go mm-hmm. to my gift place, put that in, do the order. That all takes maybe, you know, 20 minutes per client, right? So altogether, three hours of extra work per client. You said, let's say I'm doing that 15 hours a month, 15 hours a month. Like you could micro launch a hands-off course in 15 hours or two of them. Like that's a lot of time. So what I really want to, for anyone listening, what I really want to train you to do is think differently about the value of your time. Because you could be thinking, oh, I'm not gonna hire someone because they cost, I don't know, $20 an hour, I'm just gonna do it myself, I'm gonna save that, let's say $60. Cool, so if you spend three hours, wait, hold on, let me do 15 hours, so 15, and I said we're spending $20 per hour, so $300 per hour, right? By not outsourcing this client onboarding 15 hours per month, Selena, Mm -hmm. I'm saving $300 because I'm not paying someone 20 bucks an hour to do that. Correct. Yeah. So I've saved 300 bucks, but what could I, how much revenue could I have generated with 15 hours of my time? Exactly. I could have done, you know, promote, created and promoted a webinar where I'm selling an a VIP offer. I could have done, reached out to three affiliates, done workshops for them where I'm selling an offer. like, those 15 hours, they are literally worth thousands, yet I've decided to save 300 bucks.
1: Absolutely. there's you know One of my clients I've worked with, within six months, he saw a 16.8% return of investment. And his 60 hours to him is more like my 40. That's another thing to see is that we do things so, so quickly because we're doing it time and time again in our business. So actual fact, you're even making a further saving there as well.
0: Yeah, like that's such a big thing because um I'm I would consider myself quite techie. I've done all the implementation in my business before, like I know how to do all the things, but it drains my energy. I don't particularly enjoy it enjoy it. Um and I've noticed in the past, this is the stuff I procrastinate. Mm-hmm. This is the stuff that I put off because I don't feel like doing it because I don't like doing it and it drains my energy. So I can, I have the ability to get it done. But again, like why not doing something like this? This takes me 30 minutes, right? Let's say we had some back and forth before we set up this call, which is maybe what, 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. maybe. That's 45 minutes. And I have a live video with someone I respect and appreciate that goes on my podcast that people watch. So the level of visibility I get from this is just...
1: Absolutely. It's all about pulling up and just looking at where you're spending your time. For example, I'll give you, you'll laugh at this one. My my dad, he loves a bargain. He's all about trying to find the cheapest cost. And we're complete opposite because I go for value and he goes for price. So he wanted to, to buy, bar- purchase a radio um, and it was across town. It was probably about 20 minutes drive there and then p- finding parking, probably the whole journey there and back maybe taking about 90 minutes. And It was only like a £10 difference between buying it locally in the shop that was near us, opposing to going to town. I was like, well, why don't you just buy it locally? It's like, well, no, it's £10 saving. I need to save that £10. Okay, so you're going to spend your time, 90 minutes, going in the car just to go and get this product, pay for parking and then come back to save £10. And I'm like, that's a no-brainer for me. I'll just go local. Why, Why would I do that? And it's just different... It's just a different mindset. And once you make that shift and you realize, okay, I'm spending 40 hours a month on admin, on emails, on posting on social media, researching competitors, um, proofreading documents, doing PowerPoint presentations, all those small little things, five minutes here, five minutes there. It all adds up. And if you could reclaim at least five hours a week of your time, what does that mean to you? Where could you put that effort into something else to drive your business forward? It just makes such a difference. It's you crazy. I was there.
0: It's crazy. I just got, um, my, my own OBM so I'm Tamara Coupe. She sent me her timesheet and invoice and it was like her timesheet was like three pages of <laughs> yeah. all these little tasks. And I saw that and I just get like, this feeling of horror and dread looking at that, but at the same time, I'm like, this is all stuff that I know for a fact probably would have taken me twice as long because i am procrastinating the crap out of it.
1: Absolutely. It's so funny because you said that, because I get a lot of clients where they're on 20 hours, for example, a month. I and mean, we're like, we've done all the work. We've still got 10 hours left. Give us something else. We need to use your time. Give us some more work. <laughs> it's so funny because they're 20 hours. They think, wow, you finished it already? And we're like, yeah, we've done it. Uh, so it's just amazing what we can do for you.
0: That's the thing. And it comes back to evaluating your time. Um, so with the story with your dad and the radio, there's a saying in Dutch, is which means, um, something cheap actually ends up being really expensive. Yeah. Right. So for example, I have a very recent example. I went, I bought it. I have a new iPad. I started using it to make notes. I love it. And I thought, Cool. I'm going to now um, get a cover. I want a cover that's going to hold it. And I went to like the electronics website, and I saw that the the professional like I, the Apple covers or the Logitech covers were like 180 euros. I was just like, Ugh, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to buy the cheaper ones. Is one for 30. Selena, I have bought two. They both <laughs> suck. <laughs> so I'm now still going to go end up buying that good one because I realized that you all know, is I tried the cheap way. It's not working out. And, uh, now (laughs) I have to get pay more, but something that's actually going to get the job done that I want it, uh, to do. Absolutely. It's again, it's like
1: versus value versus time. Which one is more important to you? Maybe starting out in your business where your budget is quite tight, you may go over value first because you just want to get the work done and, and it's low level tasks that you don't need someone to be in your business specifically but it still will help move the needle forward in your business to have someone there to to hold your hand as you grow.
0: Really? Yeah. That's a big thing. One thing, um, I read a while back, which really struck me is why are you paying a thousand dollars an hour to scrub your toilets? Mm -hmm. Why are you paying a thousand dollar an hour to get your toilet scrubbed? People are like, what? (laughs) What? I'm not paying. I'm like, yeah, because you're still doing it yourself when you could be sitting down doing up in our house or how you said Selena like doing something with an affiliate I know that's what you do a lot a lot of your work is with affiliate management and launch management you could be making thousand dollars an hour or more and you, you're choosing to spend that hour to clean your toilet
1: yeah and I I started using having support early stages of my business so I was I send up blogs regularly in my, in my business and I noticed I was gonna lock traffic from it And I became so overwhelmed in my business because it was growing. I I reached full capacity of all the clients I had that I was was serving the clients. I wasn't able to do the uh, marketing side. Mm -hmm. Um, A month went by and I wasn't sending out any blogs at all. And then I said to myself, I really need help. I need someone to do this. And often there's a blockage there where we say, well, I've been doing it myself. No one else is going to have the same voice as me. No one else is going to be able to do it like me. But I have a perfect copywriter now in my business that does it just like me. And that's all through training. So I recorded um, me doing the blog task, did a a Loom video recording of me doing it. And then she was able to take over it because she knew exactly what my expectations were, how I wanted it done, how long the task would take, and, and, and away we went. And I now feel relieved that I'm getting these blogs out there. People are getting to know more about me, but also I can continue then to serve my clients and work on the operations and not focus so much on the back end of the business. Yeah.
0: Because the thing is, like, and I'm really embracing it now, Um, I'm not a detail-oriented person. Mm -hmm. Me sitting down, writing out, let's say, the steps that it takes to write a newsletter, I mean, I can do it, but it's going to take me forever because I get really bogged down with detail. I'm really good at things like this, being like the strategic creative visionary, coming up with ideas, doing coaching. That's the stuff that gives me energy, (laughs) also makes me a ton of money. but, and that I enjoy. So it's really looking at where are your strengths? What's the stuff that drives your revenue? And what can you start outsourcing? Like, we're not saying go now spend, you know, 2K a month on a team, you know, start with a little bit, like start with an ad hoc task. Get something out of, off your list, right? Now, Selena, um, I know you have some delegation templates. Do you want Mm -hmm. to tell us about those and how we could use them?
1: Yeah, so this is one of my, uh, projects that I've worked on recently and I absolutely love it Um, and it helps you to delegate like a pro and it's called the ultimate delegation system and it's done for you plug and play templates that you can use in your business today so these are email templates that you send over and over again in your business if you're anything like me you don't like going to your sent inbox trying to find the last time you send that email to then copy and paste it so that all the templates are already there for you And then I have checklists that um, are workflows in your business. So, for example, if you're onboarding a new client, what's the steps for that? If you have a new hire in your team, what is the process for that? Because it's very important that you get the contract signed, the client's joining, have they paid? Have you sent them the welcome gift? Have you scheduled in the call? All those key areas that sometimes if we're so busy doing things, we may forget it. Or it's assigned to somebody else to do, and you may not have had time to explain to them all the steps. It's all there ready for them to just work on it for you. Um, I even go into detail with marketing, um, like, for example, Zoom, when you're scheduling um, a Zoom webinar or a summit, all the things that you should be prepping, two months before, two weeks before, the day before, your graphics, your banners, everything that you need to be doing, it's all checklist done there for you in step-by-step order because I've been doing this for 16 years. I know it inside out what needs to be done, so I'm making it easier for you if you're a solopreneur or you're somebody who has a team already, so that you can start using these templates today.
0: I'm like listening, literally thinking, oh my God, take my money. <laughs> <laughs> um, because this is stuff like for people like me, again, I said, I'm not super detail oriented. Um, I, I know how to do all this stuff because I have done it, but that doesn't mean necessarily it's the best use of my time and energy. So I recently started with my OBM and I went through everything I had done for my launch. mm mm-hmm which wasn't like a giant launch. I had a webinar. I had like social media stuff and I launched my micro launch method program. This was like in in May. And we sat down and wrote a Google doc with all the steps. And I was just like, holy crap. Those are a lot of things I did by myself. Yeah. I am never doing this by myself again.
1: It makes such a difference if you have someone on your side to help you. You can then just serve up and do the launch and show it to your community, and have someone else tracking the stats for you, setting up the social media, all the emails handled, and then it it will just make such a difference. So I'm happy to see what happens with you in the next launch when you have the support.
0: If that makes a difference to your revenue, which it will for sure. That's a great point, right? Like just revenue wise, if I'm now or um, so for example. If I'm doing a launch, there's you know, someone buys something, they get tagged. So they buy something from Thrivecart, they get tagged with my convert kit, they get an automated welcome email with the link to the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Just that, it sounds simple, but there's like 10 little different steps of like 20, maybe, maybe. you know, Facebook group has to be set up, contact designer to create the header, like upload the header, um, create the convert kit tag, like all those things, which again, that's not where I get my energy from. And yeah. my like big money generating tasks our content it's the sales process so why should i you know like we said why am i why are you saving 300 bucks a month when you could be using those 15 hours instead of saving 300 bucks a month making six thousand with those 15 hours which is like more more than reasonable i think
1: i'm all about giving you making you more money you know i'm all about giving you a big bank account and why 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 do you want people to have a bigger bank account Because it's rewarding to them to know that they're succeeding. They're then helping more people. They're more happier because they know that they're elevating their business and they're taking it to the next level. So that's why I love launches because you get to see it from the start to the end and the progress of that journey. And just having that extra support. So if I said to you, Maggie, um, we've only, you know, your target was 600 to sign up to the webinar and you've only got, 250 right now. We've got three days left. Let's ramp it up. You need to do more Facebook lives. You need to go and do some more guest stuff. You need to do more emails. If you had someone there to tell you these things, it would make such a difference. And it's often obvious that you need to do it. But because your mind's thinking about so many other things are going on, it's not always obvious what you need to do.
0: This is such a great point. I just want to reiterate um, before you go on to get some questions answered. Um, your job is the, the CEO, the entrepreneur, the face of the company, the, the whatever you want to call yourself, your main task is to generate revenue. Mm-hmm. That's your main goal. It's not to send out emails. It's not to do Facebook lives. It's not to do whatever. The main goal is, are you generating enough revenue that you have a high enough profit margin to pay yourself and all your all your bills and create the lifestyle you want, you know, without obviously burning out or, or crashing. So that's, that's where your focus should be. Sorry. Months.
1: Financial freedom is very important. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, Go after my own heart. All right, we have a question from Gulche. Gulche asks, my question is, how do you plan ahead and budget accordingly so that you eventually can afford to hire team members and pay them a fair wage that they deserve? That's a really,
1: really good question. Um so it all depends on what you what business you have. So I would say that you want to kind of plan out what your goals are. So you need to have like a nine, at least a year, I would say 90, 90 um, day plan or a 12 month plan to say, okay, this is my target of what I want to make for the year in 12 months time, and then break it down into months of what that financial goal is. And then how are you going to achieve that? So is it that you're going to be offering one-to-ones to start off with? Cause that's a higher um, price ticket. Are you going to be offering group programs, coaching? Are you doing events? how you know you need to have two or three depending on what your financial goal is but looking at all the different offerings that could be there for you for that month for you to hit those targets and then working out the average cost for a VA to come in which would start from about 300 pounds a month to get the right support you need um and and then looking at all your outgoings just to make that possible
0: yeah it's really revenue forecasting it's looking at past data and experience and and the more experience you get, the more you sell you're gonna see cool, this is how you know in this time of year sales go up or they go down or whatever. But I really also still want to go back to what you said at the very beginning if you're not there yet to hire someone if your income's not stable enough to hire someone a retainer, go hire someone for your ad hoc tasks because yes. getting those like 15 hours off your plate every month that is so much more potential for revenue generating activity which can then allow you to get to that stage of hiring someone more permanent. Yeah
1: and even if you at that stage where you're just really early starting out the early stages perhaps you want to see if maybe a family or friend member can help you just to start out with not necessarily doing the operations of your business but it may be a research task they can help you with or just finding quotes and contacts for you anything just to free their time because research and collating data and maintaining a database that is really time consuming, but often really, really important to, to keep. My sister did my bookkeeping for about two years.
0: Yeah. So yeah, (laughs) she wasn't very happy about it, but she did. (laughs) Um, Do we have any more questions from the people who are here live? Pop them in here now. Anything you want to know about delegation or your time or. It's all
1: about just taking away that overwhelm, right?
0: Yeah, and the thing is like there's I know of certain people who actually are have like multi multi-six figure businesses, not maybe not multi, they have six figure businesses without support. But I think that you have to be a certain personality type to have all this information organized in your head, keep stay on track and not get overwhelmed to be that. I think it's like a rare unicorn. Yeah, who can do that without burning.
1: And pro to those people, because I've I've met a few of those, and yeah. I say to them, How the hell did you make that much revenue without having any systems or any team or anyone helping you on a retainer? I just yeah. don't get it. However, when I've been into their business and helped them, they've then even up-leveled further and made a much difference in their business. Cause often what happens is their business scales, but their systems are not keeping up with them. Mm-hmm. So once their systems are in place at the same level as their revenue, that's
0: a, a, a new level already. Just with that. Absolutely. Side. And I think like speaking of systems, it's something I feel will always evolve, right? There's never going to be a point of like, all your systems are perfect and you never have to touch them ever again.
1: Yeah, there's always something new to do. There's always new improvements because your business is changing, your avatars are changing, there's always something else out there, new tools, new systems to help help you.
0: We have one more question, for, um, again, from Gulce. Uh, did it take you a long time to give up control when you're delegating tasks? I sometimes see myself micromanaging. Um, for me personally, yes. Yes, it did. It took me a long time to give up control. Um, I really don't want to micromanage. Again, I'm not a detail-oriented person, so micromanaging is just, it's not even... God, it takes me so much energy to try to try and micromanage someone. But um, for certain tasks like giving someone access to my email, right? Giving someone access to my calendar, giving letting someone giving someone the power to schedule clients on my behalf. And now I've like come, come to the next level. My OBM actually replies to emails on my behalf. And that's been like only as of like two months ago. <laughs> so it's been really gradual for me to kind of build that trust also build that trust in myself, like things are good and I can let go. What are your thoughts, Selena? So yeah,
1: it's very common, that question. And I can totally understand it because they're going to learn everything about your business and have maybe often confidential information. So you want to be certain about that person. And it goes back to when you're hiring someone to often get recommendations, referrals, just to give you that reassurance. But then you don't need to give them access to everything when you're starting. Just start off with small tasks, research tasks, uh, putting together a proposal or designing some graphics for them—that they don't need significant access to your business to do that—and then build up the trust. So give them to ask them to do three tasks, review those tasks, get feedback from them, then build up to some more tasks, and give give them reoccurring tasks that are maybe a weekly ones, so that you can see the outcome of it, but also do they deliver it on time and to the quality and standard that you want it to be at as well is very important. So, in essence. It does take time to build it, that trust and to have that person with you, but it's worth it in the long run. And it makes such a difference. As you just mentioned, you are now get, they now understand your business because I'm sure you're having these weekly catch up calls with them. So your OBM is able to understand what your goals are, what your mission is and understands your voice so that when she or he replies to emails
0: on your behalf, it actually sounds like it's coming from you. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a really great way of explaining it. Um, Selena, as we wrap up, do you want to share with everyone where they can find you and where they can find your delegation uh, templates that you mentioned?
1: Yes. Yeah, so if you go to selenajohnson.com forward slash system, you can sign up to my delegation templates. And if you're looking to hire a virtual assistant but just not sure, what tasks you should be doing and what tasks should be outsourced to a virtual assistant, you can download my free lead magnet, which is the ultimate list of tasks to delegate to a virtual assistant at selenajohnson.com forward
0: slash list. Love that. Both like both sound so needed. So yeah, thank you so much for, for joining me today for our Mind Talk conversation. And this has been really, really insightful. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Bye, everyone hey hey thank you for listening if you've enjoyed this episode make sure you subscribe so you never miss new episodes and if you have a business bestie who needs to hear this message go share this with them see you in the next one love and magic maggie